welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Keith Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianne hope And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking with a very special guest. We have with us J.G. Quintel, the creator of Regular Show. Plus we will be talking about The Next Step, Pitch Fest, and The Fault in Our Stars. So to start off our show, like we said, um, we have with us J.G. Quintel. So how are you doing? I'm good. I have a little bit of a cold, but other than that, I'm doing well. You and me are in the same boat. It's okay. Allergies are rough this time of year. Um, so you are the creator of the hit TV series on Cartoon Network called Regular Show. So can you give us a brief overview of the show just in case any audience members aren't familiar with it? Well, it's about um, two best friends who work at the park, Mordecai and Rigby. They're a blue jay and a raccoon, and they their job is so boring that they do whatever they can to get out of the work. And it's a lot about watching um, them kind of do anything but work. <laughs> so who inspired these main characters, Mordecai and Rig- Rigby, for the show? Well, they're really based off of me and my friends in college. So Mordecai, I voice Mordecai, and um, he's pretty much me exactly in college. Everything that we do in the show, like the <laughs> and the and all that stuff, we used to do at school all the time. And um, Rigby's kind of a combination of like one of my best friends and my brother. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, So when you first pitched this idea to the network, I know they were trying to age up the channel's content a bit. And if anyone has seen your short, uh, too, in the AMPM, they'd agree that it's definitely a bit more mature than what we've seen on Cartoon Network. And also the short film uh, features the characters of humans. So how do you think the content of your show has changed and developed since the first season? Well, it's pretty much the same as we've always done. I mean, we're making it for ourselves, and um, I think it's cool because we're making a show that I feel adults can watch with their kids and like it just as much as them. Like, it really kind of plays to all audiences. Um, And, I mean, a lot of that just comes to us, like, trying to make each other laugh. Like, everybody on the show, we're all fans of cartoons, and um, we, we all kind of come from the same background of making short films and stuff like that, and so... It's just a lot of fun to make these little 11-minute cartoons and then put them out, and if it's making us laugh, like, I think that's why the adults laugh, and then kids like it too, luckily. (laughs) (laughs) So why is it called Regular Show, which is something I've always wanted to ask since I saw the first episode, because this show is anything but regular. (laughs) Well, originally, I wanted to call it Normal Show, or it it was a tie between Normal Show regular show and then weird show. And I thought weird <laughs> show was too on the nose. And then the reason I went with regular show is because I really wanted it to feel like it was a bunch of regular people just having conversations the way that you would talk with your friends, um, like in real life, as opposed to what most cartoons do, which is go into this really like zany, high-pitched kind of cartoony sound. Um, I wanted it to feel more like a sitcom, like a regular show that you would watch even if it wasn't animated. Well, that makes sense. I like that. Um, So not only am I a huge fan of the show, but so is my younger brother who just turned 10, as well as both of my parents who actually they watch it even when we're not with them, which is either cool or like kind of weird 
of parents to do, but like you said, it's sort of for all audiences. So what is sort of like the key to creating a show that has really such a wide age range for audience members? You know, I think it's just trying to write things that are, I don't know, it's hard because you're just making it things that you think are funny, you know, like we're never trying to write down to kids as if kids aren't smart. Like I think kids are really smart. And so if you just write as if you're writing for adults, they're going to get it too. And they're going to like it. And I think that's why it appeals to so many demographics. Mm -hmm. So along with being the mastermind behind the whole production, you're also the voice of Mordecai, as you said. So what's it like hearing your voice and seeing your personality come from an animated blue jay? It's pretty weird. Uh, <laughs> it's weird to see reactions from family members, too, because they knew me before regular show existed. So for them watching it, they're like, it's really weird because I can just hear your voice coming out of this bluebird. Um, and then also Mordecai does a lot of things in the show that I don't do in real life. Like they get into tons of situations where they have to scream and yell, and I'm a really chilled out person. Like, I never yell. So definitely at the beginning of the show, the the casting director had to help me learn how to yell like really loud. They're like, no, you gotta like yell. And I was like, oh, I never do that. But now I can yell pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think you've probably mastered it, considering it's like a regular occurrence in the show. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Raven Danny. I'm your co-host Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host Brianna Hope. And we are talking with a very special guest, J.J. Quintel, the creator of Regular Show. Plus, later on, we'll be, we will be talking about the next step, Pitch Fest, and the Fault in Our Stars. So let's continue with our interview with the creator of Regular Show, J.G., and he was just telling me about uh, the inspiration behind the show and working on everything. Um, so, like I was saying, hearing your voice from uh, Blue Jay must sound pretty weird. So the rest of the characters' um, voices are so distinctive and they fit their personalities so well. So what was it like working with the casting director and casting the voice actors to take on such unique roles? Well, it was funny because a lot of the characters actually were derived from my student films. So um, several of the characters were already kind of picked in advance. Like Mordecai I had done in um, my short two me and PM and then also... Uh, the naive man from Lollyland, um, my friend Sam Marin, he voiced Pops originally in that, and he had voiced Benson in the Toonie AMP in short. So I already knew that I wanted Sam to play those characters. And I didn't even know, like, he, we were both studying animation at the time, but he was such a good voice actor. I mean, he was even able to then do Muscle Man. So all those voices sounded so different, and he's um, done other characters too. And then um, I took on High Five Ghost, except that, like, my range isn't that great. Like, that's pretty much the only two voices I can do before it just sounds <laughs> like me. Um, but then when we were casting the other characters, like the new characters, like Rigby, he didn't exist before that. So it was fun to listen through all of these takes from all these different actors, um, you know, looking at a picture of a raccoon and trying to think of what they thought he should sound like. And um, luckily we found uh, Bill Sayers, and he did a really great job. And then um, Skips was the last one that we found, which was really awesome because um, originally Mark Hamill had auditioned for Pops, but I already knew that I wanted to have Sam Marin be Pops. Mm -hmm. So we called Mark Hamill back in to see if he wanted to audition for Skips. And actually, like his, his Skips was the best out of everybody. And 
it was awesome. And you can't even tell that it's him. It's crazy. He is another extremely versatile actor. It's really cool to work with him. So, again, talking about working with sort of the look and sound of the film, or not the film, sorry, the show, it's kind of like short films all mashed together, um, but what was it, what's it like working with the animators? Because the animation of this film is so unique looking, and it's really cool to see in each episode the different characters come together and work together. So what's it like working with the animators? Well, we work um, with the animators like very distantly because all of our animation is done in Korea. Um, most of like the work that we do in the studio here is coming up with the stories and storyboarding the shows and all of the kind of art, like putting together the paintings and the backgrounds and the props and the character designs and all of that. And then once that's all put together, um, we send all of that over to Korea and they actually animate it um, where you're actually seeing it move. Um, I got to visit them early on in the show to kind of help um, oversee how it was going to go down, and it was really neat to to get to visit because it reminded me a lot of school. Like they had tons of desks, tons of animation because we still animate on paper, um, which is what we were doing at school at the time, and um, all of their desks were crammed together, and they had like characters of each other all over the walls, which was exactly <laughs> like school. So it just looked like so much fun. It reminded me of how much fun it is to animate. That's awesome. So regular show has a huge devoted fan base that grows constantly. And your show has also won a primetime Emmy award in 2012 and has also been nominated for several others. So what's it like for you to have your work recognized on such a large scale? Sometimes it's still kind of hard to believe because we're still making the show the exact same way we were at the beginning and all that is is like sitting at a desk and drawing like all day long and all night sometimes um and so to, it's not like when you get to go out to a movie and, and see people actually watching it because everybody's watching it in their homes and everything but i don't know it's it's really neat like when we won the emmy and just you know getting the recognition and hearing that people are watching it and hearing things like what you said about your parents watching it when you're not even there it feels good to know that people are enjoying it and that all this work is you know being enjoyed by people out there absolutely well there are tons of kids and teens out there who dream like you had at one point in time of having a television show that they've actually created and broadcasted on a major network so do you have any tips and tricks to help people towards their goal of achieving the level of success that you've acquired you have to work hard it's very difficult um, i would definitely say go to school um, you can go to college to learn how to do stuff like this um, there are summer schools to learn how to do stuff like this for high school kids. Um, if you want to get into animation, it is a ton of work, but it's totally worth it and it's really fun. And um, I would also say just make things that you want to see. Don't worry about what you think other people want to see because you're going to be putting in all the time to make it. So make sure it's making you laugh and it's it's what you want to do. Um, and if people end up watching it, that's all the better. <laughs> Well, that is fabulous advice. Thank you so much, JG, for being with us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks. It was really fun. Yeah. Well, guys, be sure to check out Regular Show on Cartoon Network. It is awesome. You won't regret it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. So let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network.
Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Love it, that's coming here. Fantastic. <laughs> so, tell us about this um, new series. I shall do that. <laughs> so, basically, in the next step dance studio, which is where they do most of the film, uh, the A troop dancer is at the highest position, is at the highest position. So it's like goes A troop, B troop, and then I think it's junior. So it's everyone wants to go to the A troop, and they're dancing to win the regionals. And after it gets the regionals, they go to the nationals. So, but they're really focusing on the regionals because it's like, okay, if we get this under our belts, then we can say we've got championships under our belts. So the new girl who tries out for the A troop, which she's not supposed to, but she's new, so they just, they just let her anyway, <laughs> and, because, <laughs> you know, you can just bombard into people's face and just do that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> she's called Michelle, and uh, she she's played by Victoria Baldessara, who has a very nice last name, I must say, and nice. she dances, she dances incredibly, like, everyone's like, whoa, like, how can she dance like that, so, it's basically, it's basically, 
relationships are like tested in many ways that you wouldn't think of and then emotions are like why is she here so it's it's a lot of drama but i love it so really cool now it's it's kind of hard to review a series because you just can't watch all the episodes yeah. you can't but that would take a while yeah but uh what episodes did you see and with that 30 minutes or 22 minutes of an episode what do you think okay i saw the very first one so the pilot Okay. I love seeing pilots because it's like if I saw the middle of the show and it's like, um, <laughs> don't really know what's going on, but okay. Yeah. It's called the next step, get the party started. So that's that's the baseline if you wanted to look that up. Uh, I in the first episode since I just watched that, <laughs> it was, it had a lot of clear emotions. I knew how everyone felt. It was never like I wonder if they're or it, you knew how everyone felt. Like Emily, who's the dance captain, um, for the age group last year, played by. Alexandra Beton, which is my last name, but what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, you could tell that she didn't like new people or she didn't like anyone that was going to threaten her in a way. So her emotionship, emotionship, emotions were very clear. <laughs> and everyone else's were, it's very on point and there was no confusion. And the dance, the dance was good. It was very different. I could see jazz and tap and hip hop and contemporary and a bunch of other dances. Well, if we're gonna have a dance, we gotta show you. That. Hopefully, the dances are good. Yeah. So, going into your detail, uh, see, what about the dances that really struck you that was unique for a television show? Um, since I, it's since I'm in dance, but I, I like just started dance, not really. I don't really know a lot about it. I, I don't really know a lot about ballet and and type like that. But to see all these different types of dance, it's like you just know how much is out there. So with all the different types that I saw, it seemed very. It, it seemed that it was executed correctly. And I mean, I didn't see anyone fall. So well, actually, one girl almost fell, but I think that was part of the show. So no one fell accidentally, and they wouldn't have put it on there if she did. So uh, I liked the most the break dancing. I love break dancing. I mean, I can't yeah. do it, but but I love seeing it. Well, since this film is a well film, I did I did it again. Television <laughs> show is a mockumentary, meaning it's a fictional um, pre- uh, premise with a style of documentary. What did you think about the camera angles that they used? It was good when, well, it was very good, but yeah. <laughs> um, when they were dancing, like, it was all around. It was, it was their face, and it was their feet, and it was the back of their head, and, and you could see everyone clapping for them, and you could see the teachers, and you could see the dance studio. You could really get a feel of what the dance studio felt like, because it wasn't wow. like it was filming from a door like someone was looking in it was you were in there dancing with them you just weren't moving because the camera wasn't (laughs) the camera wasn't all over the place so they obviously weren't dancing but you really got a feel of it it's well unless you got the handheld camera so you can kind of connect either way (laughs) so it was a kind of like well for a recent analogy kind of like an earth echo feeling kind of thing oh i haven't seen that i'm sorry (laughs) never mind (laughs) You're listening to Boys America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keefa Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today, we were interviewing a very special guest, G.J. Quintel, creator and voice actor for the regular show, also talking about the films The Fault in Our Stars, 
Beach Fest, and I was talking with Brianna on the new series, Next Step. Now, Brianna was talking about how the camera angles is like you felt like you were in the room with the dancers, just not dancing. And yeah. having the earth <laughs> echo. <laughs> so what do you think about the actors, since they do have to play, I believe, real-life people, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, okay. The actors, I felt, tried hard. But I, at some points, I felt like it was fake. I, I felt see. like, I mean, their dancing was amazing, and I, that is what they were good at, and that is what they shined with. But at some points, I felt that the acting was a little bit too dramatic and a little bit too over the top, and so it, it was, at some points, it was good, <laughs> and at some points, it was a little shaky. I totally understand that, and it's it's hard to really critique an actor, because you, um, you feel like they're trying their best, yes. but sometimes it just comes off just a little bit too hokey. I do that all the time. I'm just like, I have to try, I have to try, I have to try, and I'm just like, no! Even the best actors, just like, I love this actor, but in this film, it's just not as good. (laughs) But I, maybe let me ease your frustration saying that this is a mockumentary. Maybe they're trying to be as overdramatic as possible because they're trying to mock the documentary kind of (laughs) genre. Okay. (laughs) And you can understand that you, there's reality shows out there that doesn't need to be mocked. They're just yeah. overdramatic enough. Okay. <laughs> so with the feeling of the first episode, does it make you want to just go out and watch the rest of it? Yes. I when I, Okay, the first moment that I felt that was when, like in the beginning, they had this whole introduction. And I don't think that happens in any in every episode, but in the first episode, it's like they introduce everyone. They introduce the dance instructor and they introduce introduce Emily who is the dance captain and they introduce the new girl and they introduce her um the new the dance captain's sister and it's like you introduce everyone so you get a feel for them you get a feel for their personality it's just it's like them and the camera and that's it there is no people talking in the background it's just them talking to the camera as if as if that's that's perfectly fine talking to a camera. So, well, don't we all just talk to a yeah, camera as we do all of you? Just a little bit. Well, great of you. Well, if this was a movie, would you, how many stars and what age range would you give it for the first episode that you just saw? Okay, I give it three and a half out of five stars because of the okay. acting. I just have to say that, but everything else is phenomenal. And I give it for the people that can see it. Well, not can't see it, but the people that I recommend it to. Yeah. Uh, eight to fifteen, because it, it, I love to dance, and I know a lot of girls and boys my age and younger and older love to dance. So I think that when you watch this and when you get a feel for what the episodes and what the TV show is going to be like, you're gonna love it because you love dance and you love uh, dance competitions, and I feel that even if you don't love those things you you love you just you love tv shows i mean i love tv yeah. shows i mean even if i didn't like, like dance or dance competitions i would just watch it because i love tv shows <laughs> well it's all kind of a tv show theme for this show yes well, we do and kind that's of. what well kind of either way we still film critics but uh, that's what's great about television is it's another world than film because you have only 22 minutes to get your story and your characters out, but you got more more episodes. So, That's true. And commercial break. 
Well, thank you so much, Bibiana, for telling me about the next step. It's been a pleasure as always. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can check out this show on your local TV station, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Voice of Medicaid. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. I'm your co-host, Raven Vanny. And I'm your co-host, Keeva Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, Keith has just finished speaking with me about the next step. We are discussing the pitch fest, and we are reviewing the film, The Fault in Our Stars. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about the pitch fest. Thank you for joining us today, Jerry. How are you? Very good. How about you? I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> so can you tell us about what the pitch fest is about? Pretty much the pitch fest is a gathering, usually in LA. It's when people all 
from everywhere pitch their, well, entertainment ideas from video games to movies to TV shows to books. You can also take over 20 classes about how to pitch and how to do all of this and that. Then on the very last day, you can pitch to over 100 companies. Wow. I was talking well, to myself, but that sounds weird. So I'm just going to say we're going to be talking. I was talking about a few a few days ago how I was like, I want to make this invention, but I don't know how to like put it to anyone, and then I kind of gave up. So, But don't do that. Don't give up, guys. No, don't so, give up. Yes. If others, I mean, not if others, but can you tell us about the films that you entered? Well, I entered a TV show and a film. The film I entered is, is still in very early production, and I was pitching it to some movie industries, but the TV show I'm, I pitched was called World According to G, and right now I'm doing it weekly on YouTube, but otherwise I want to pitch it to make it a full-blown TV show. You should do that. Pitching is nice. <laughs> It's also very tiring. Yeah, I would imagine so. You're trying to get it out there and get it to people and make it last and <laughs> all these other things. How did you find out about Pitch Fest? Oh, that's a pretty long story. Pretty much we were trying to find an agent or something to get to it, and it's, it gets kind of hard to find out about Pitch Fest because really nobody talks about it. You can't talk about, yeah, we want to the show, nobody really talks about Pitch Fest. You know, an agent or something needs to tell you, because otherwise you don't hear about Pitch Fest, but if you Google Pitch Fest, everything will pop up. It's a yearly event. But somebody told us about Pitch Fest, so we went there, and it was a lot of fun. I would imagine so. I mean, doing something that you really want to do and being able to pitch it to all these different companies. And speaking about companies, how many companies did you get to pitch to? After I counted all of them, I pitched to nine, actually. Wow. Yes, everybody was very, very nice, very well organized, because it was, it could be pretty chaotic. Every five minutes, over 100 people will go in, like 50 people will go out, so it could get pretty chaotic, but they kept it very nicely organized. Yeah, that, that needs to be like a tough priority like organization because all these people come and it's like oh, I because I, I would I wouldn't like to come and be like this total pig size like oh don't know where to go don't know where to go and then you like pass out because you're nervous but that that just be me though yeah no it was very nicely organized everybody knew where to go after the first time so pretty nice that's good that they directed you the companies or people that you pitched to did they provide feedback or they provided feedback, and all of them were very interested and very nice. And I'm not going to say more, of course, but everybody was very nice and very comfort- comforting because especially because I don't know if they have superpowers or something because they can see if, if it's your first time. They're very comforting, very helpful, and some of them are actually pretty fun. So all of, everybody was very nice. I used to think that they want to make it as, relaxing and as non-stressful as possible because I mean as you said they do see who is this like their first time so they I think they do want to make you welcome like have you come into the gang you're part of the gang now Jerry <laughs> Woo, I'm part of a gang yeah <laughs> have you ever entered before you know that was my actually very first year pitching and one of the people they're like how many times have you pitched before and I'm like this is the third time I've pitched in my entire life Wow. 
Yeah. And some people don't, some adults don't go, don't get to do what you do. So you should be very lucky or very thankful, in fact, that you get to pitch uh, to all these people. So I definitely am. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keeva Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are discussing the Pitch Fest and reviewing the film, The Fault in Our Stars. Right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about the Pitch Fest. And we were just speaking about how he is very grateful to be where he is today. So, did you take any of the classes that they offered you? Yes, I took a couple of classes. And one of the classes was called Pitch Boot Camp. And nicely done to the very, very nice. Pretty much how it works that everybody sat across from each other in rows and they you literally pitched a person across from you. They and you take turns being the executive and listening and then scoring them on how their pitch was or actually pitching getting practice. For goodness sake, if I didn't take that class I would be in a crash landing I all day. It was a very nice class and very, very perfect. I have to ask which one which one did you practice as the pitcher? Well uh-huh, the pitcher. The the one who pitched his idea or the executive? Well we picked her um well since you did both of the parts, which one was your favorite to do, the executive or the pitch the person who pitched their idea? I have honestly I have to honestly say being the executive was kind of fun listening to people. And then when I scored them, and I didn't just put all zero, but put all ten, some people were pretty surprised. One of the guys said he was actually really surprised and did not expect my answers to be very specific to how this pitch was. They should be proud. I mean, not proud, but thankful that you gave them such a specific, like, feedback. Because I bet some people were like, oh, you get a great 100. You did great. And then they still had a little bit of flaws that you could see that you could help them with. So I'm glad that you offered your feedback and you offered what you thought out of out of the kindness of your heart. So I'm proud, Jerry. I'm proud. Thank you. <laughs> did you attend all three days? I did attend all three days, which is interesting because the very first day, pretty much nobody was there. It was just a couple of classes and the start of private meetings with some people that have experience pitching or are executives. And then and, um, on on Saturday and Sunday, the next two days, yes, because it was the weekend, it was easier for everybody. That's when mostly everybody was there. Yeah, because, I mean, the first day is like, not many people are off work, and it's so I would understand that the weekend would be very clear, and everyone will go and it'd be like, "Yes, I'm out pitching my idea. If others would like to enter this pitch fest, what tips would you give them? You know what tips I would give them is definitely go to the pitch fest boot camp. I would make sure that you have everything prepared, that you know what you're pitching, and you're really connected to it. Because if you're not connected to it, don't pitch it. You're just blah blah and then this and that. And they can see that when you're not when you're not connected. Yeah, and then they're gonna be like, yeah, okay, good job, dude. And then they're gonna send you off. And I would honestly be calm and not expect one thing out of it. I would expect nobody picking you up, no, but that nobody will even care, cause it would not make you upset if you didn't get anything. And if you did, pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And I would also not be worried 
because you know what? After the first try, it is so easy. It's just just like a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. It gets easier the more you do. It's like school. Like my first day of school. I mean, I don't remember a lot of my first day of school, but first day of school is hard. <laughs> and the more you go, the easier it gets. And that's, I think, with everything in life. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite part or memory? You know, I think one of my favorite parts was uh, right before they had an executive lunch that you can pay to attend where you eat lunch with executives and other pitchers. And it was pretty cool because we I expected I would be there until 5, but some miracle, I did almost all of them before lunch. So that lunch was kind of in celebration for how quickly and organized everything was. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I did everything that I was supposed to do, and now I get to have lunch with all the executives. <laughs> yeah, and, and the lunch was very good, and after mm. that, I just did a couple more, and I was all done. Good, that's good. <laughs> well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the Pitch Fest. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you. It's so fun. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbitton. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Blakely. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopizan. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. Now, Brianna was just interviewing Jerry about Pitch Fest, and we were also talking to a very special guest, J.G. Um, Quinto, the creator and voice actor for a regular show. Also, we're reviewing the, the series, Next Step, and The Fault in Our Stars. Men, prepare your sleeves, and women, prepare your tissue, because The Fault in Our Stars is in our show. And re- reviewing it will be Simone and Raven. How are you doing, Simone? Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Now, Raven. And please tell us about this wonderful film. Absolutely. It will be my pleasure. Um, so The Fault in Our Stars is based off of the best-selling novel by the fantastic and amazing John Green, who's just good and talented at literally everything. He's so intelligent and just so creative. Um, so pretty much it's a very beautiful and refreshing love story about two teenagers um, played by Shailene Woodley and Ansel Argot, and they play um, Hazel Grace Lancaster and Augustus Waters, who are both teens um, who are living with cancer, and they meet in a cancer support group. And pretty much they bond immediately over sort of like their shared sense of humor, and they're both sort of a little bit weird and unique and just very creative and very thoughtful and very intelligent and they sort of share a disdain for ordinary things and so they bond immediately and they fall in love and they go on amazing adventures, places that they never thought they'd go and their love is just so deep and beautiful and they also have crazy ups and downs dealing with their um, illnesses but it's just a beautiful journey. Okay, so I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> so, um, Simone, can you what what do you think about the acting in this film? Because that's really one of the main strong points I believe in this film. I think the acting is intense. I mean, just the story and how this <laughs> I know it sounds right, but just how the story just can move you if you do it right, and how I swear it can if you like act correctly and you just take the story, you can make anyone believe you, and I. As you said, men and women cried throughout this movie in the movie theater, and it was just yeah. beautiful. And I think the actors did a wonderful job just bringing the Fall in Our Stars to life. Yes. Well, I'm going to be upfront. I have seen this film. I did think it's good. I'm not taking anything away from it, but I will say one thing. It is sort of cliche. To me, it is. So, Raven, please try to explain to me why it's not cliche or anything. Well, I can see... I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because I don't think it's cliche, but I can see where you're coming from for sure because, you know, they fall in love and they have, like, this perfect relationship, it seems, and they go to fabulous places and whatnot. So I get that that aspect of it um, is very cliche. Definitely the, you know, how they first meet each other is they bump into each other and they fall in love. And after I saw the movie, I wrote a Facebook post post and it was like I see that the key to falling in love is just like bumping into people so I'm going to become very clumsy so I guess that is kind of cliche but I think what makes this film so unique and really what makes it so incredible is the fact that you don't often hear you know stories of two teenagers with cancer meeting in a cancer support group and falling in love and dealing with stuff like this like it's very unique because it touches 
on life in a very realistic way. It touches on death in a very realistic way. You know, it shows that people aren't perfect, but they can still have this perfect love. And I think that that is definitely very unique. Simone, you have anything to, else to add to that? I think Raven just hit it perfectly. I mean, oh, yeah, the, movie so is, <laughs> the movie is both realistic and unrealistic because, you know, cancer is real and it's out there, but you never hear of people falling in love both with cancer and, you know, both going through that journey together. And both, like, teenagers, too, yeah. going through that, you know? That's two against one, I'm convinced. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, since this is a very romantic film, would you say, Simone, that what do you say the age range, especially since it's... Do you think, like, younger kids could enjoy it still or is it still kind of for the teens? I recommended it for 13 to 18 because I don't think younger kids would get it or enjoy the whole part of cancer and dying and death. I don't think they need that at that age. And 13 to 18, I mean, by 13, you should, you know, be reading love stories or at least hear of them. So I think that's a good age for people to just enjoy the film. And if you've read the book, it just makes it better. Well, great. Well, now everyone's telling me to read the book now after I saw the movie. Fantastic. Well, I got more time to do it. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. I'm your co-host, Raven Branny. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton. And today, we were just interviewing a very special guest, J.G. Quintel, co-creator and voice actor regular show, also talking about the next step, Pitch Fest, and the Fault in Our Stars. Now, Simone and Raven were telling me how it's not cliche. There may be some cliche parts of the film, but it's still, it talks about two star cross lovers and how it's very romantic it's a fantastic film and it's wonderful now Raven you did tell me that you have read the book mm-hmm. tell us about the transition from film to well actually from pages to the silver screen I think overall they captured the essence of the book and the and the feel of the story and characters very very well there are definitely a few things um that are very different. I feel like the character Isaac, who, as you guys have seen in the film, who's blind, um, is completely, completely different in the books. He has, like, long blonde hair and is super, like, nerdy and has huge glasses that make his eyes look really big. But um, but they captured um, Nat Wolf, who plays Isaac, has the character and the feel of Isaac. So I think even though he doesn't look the part, it's okay. And then um, the film does cut out a couple parts um, where Hazel is interacting with people other than her family and um, Augustus and the support group. It does sort of cut out her, like, I guess, normal friends and normal teen life from the movie. But otherwise, like, they really captured the feel of the book and just the emotions and the the important parts, which I think is important for sure. Well, that's important. Is the important parts are quite important. The important parts are important. Thank you, Raven, for stating the obvious. Have no, no, no. Okay, I didn't mean it that way. But. No, but I meant it that way, so it's okay. <laughs> well, you have to cram, like, what, like a 400-page book into a two-hour movie. I mean, that's yeah. kind of hard. Now, Simone, tell us about the moral. I mean, like, what have we learned by the end of the film? I mean, there are many um, messages in this film, but one is you can't, you don't have to let things that bring you down, or at least let it bring you down. Like if you have cancer, you don't need to act like you have cancer. You can still live life 
to the fullest, and I think that's a big one. I mean, Hazel, you can see as she transitions from not doing anything, staying from her house to traveling across the world and doing things you wouldn't think she could do. I mean, there's many touching scenes that show that for sure. Hmm. I am going to bring up a little issue. I've just noticed that since this is PG-13, that means 13 and above, in this film, they do use the F word once, only once. And but it is at such a good point. It is so perfect when they use it. And <laughs> I know, I know the scene you're talking about. But and I do agree with all of you that it is, I, it is very, a good point to use it. But what does that mean for film, for the rating system in film? What does that mean? I want your input on that. Well, what I've heard, and I don't. I'm pretty sure this is true, but you can only have one F word per PG-13 film, which I'm curious because I definitely feel like I've seen PG-13 films with more swearing in it. But otherwise, like, this film really does not have very much swearing, despite the fact that it's surrounded by teenagers, which, sorry, but we often do not have the cleanest of mouths. Um, But I think... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think... You know, there's a lot worse that younger kids have heard and seen in films that have recently come out. So I think in the context that it happens in, it is very appropriate. And it is not just, like, thrown out there for, like, comedy or, like, shock factor. It is just very appropriate, I think, for that point in time. It's real. It's real. It's a real moment. That's the most real thing I've heard. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. And I and I I think both of you agree with me there. That's what makes this film so unique and really, it's very authentic. It's it's real. It does yeah. touch a very real situation that many people are going through. So, to kind of end it out, what would you think about how people who are going through this situation would feel through this film? Like, would it help them out? Um. Well, I think I mean, cancer is such a huge thing. Um, which is so sad, but I mean, I have personally been affected by cancer, not directly as in me having it, but I think like at least 11 people that I've been like very close with have had cancer or died from cancer or recovered from cancer or still have it. Like every single one of my grandparents has had it at some point in time. My step-grandmother died from it. Um, two very close friends have passed from it. So I think it's very real, but from everything that I've like learned from meeting people and talking with people with cancer, each situation is different and everybody copes with it differently. So I don't know if necessarily this film would like be like, oh yeah, this is what I can do because everybody has a different experience with it. But I think it sends the message that like you shouldn't let certain stuff get you down. Like you should always strive to live the best life that you can. Totally agree. And Simone, how many stars would you give it? And final thoughts. I gave it five out of five stars because I just loved it so much. But I think that's what Raven was talking about. Um, Raven just said it on point about how there are so many stories with cancer because there's so many times. And I know my family, um, cancer runs in my family. So I've had it, you know, first look at, you know, since there are different types of cancers, it's it can't be just one story. No. So I think Fault in Our Stars is the story of cancer, but there's others out there. And I think it represents how cancer can affect your life in a, it affects, 
excuse me. It um okay. it shows how cancer can affect your life in um one way but not all the ways. Well, one out of many stories. Love it. Well, I believe we all like this film, so thank you so much, Raven and Simone, for talking about Fallen All Stars with me. Absolutely. Thank you. It's fantastic. This film is in theaters now, so check it out. You are listening to Voice America Kids Voice Out. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews on the latest and DVD releases and to learn how you too can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check us out on Huffington Post. I'm your co host, Keeper Blake Sleep. I'm your co host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co host, Brianna Hopeton. You are listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. <laughs> 